Hey guys, what's going on? It's your boy George Mackay back here in the Straight Talk Studios. Both of us together. It is not Zoom. It is a rare Uncle Bobby B appearance here in the studios. And we're here to discuss our favorite promotion, MLW, on the MLW Rewind. Uncle Bobby, say hello. Hello. There you go. All right, guys, if you're listening to us on SNMEs, the free feed and the Patreon feed, welcome. If you're listening to us on any other podcast platform, welcome. And if you're watching us on YouTube and you enjoy our faces, good for you. And welcome. And that's about that. That's all the welcomes that we have to do. And now, shall we get into it? Yeah, let's uh, let's dive right in. Yeah, this one was pretty short and sweet. I'll be honest, about 38-minute runtime without commercials. So with commercials, just probably under an hour, give or take. But our main event for tonight is going to be Akira versus Jacob Fatu. As Jacob Fatu gets ready for his road to Fury Road, if you will, uh, against Ricky Shane Page in that Weapons of Mass Destruction match. Yeah. Which, again, if we all remember the first one, we all remember the anthrax. We all remember people's faces being melted. Really, pretty much, it was almost like an Indiana Jones reboot. I gotta, I gotta just bring it back because the the, the best part bring of that, back. the best part of that whole thing, was the referee in full hazmat gear. Yes, yes, that was as though he was in some sort of danger. But the wrestlers and the fans, just, fuck him, like <laughs> you guys, you guys can die. Uh, yeah, you can't fault a man for they being got, prepared. No, they got to, they have to top that this year. That's a thing. That is a hard act to top. You got to top anthrax. How do you do that? Wouldn't it be awesome if they use like a COVID test swab, but in a more violent way? Oh, I would not want a COVID swab shoved up my nose. Well, you, you never know. Ricky's used all kinds of things, and Fatu is no stranger to this match. So there could be a whole bunch of crazy things that happen. That's for sure. But our first match is actually a tag team number one contender match. That's right. We got the calling. So it is Delirious and Talon, the debuting Talon, versus SST, which is obviously Lance and Juicy, and versus SGC, which is Matt Justice and the one called Manders. Uh, right off the hop, the calling exited the match because both teams were eyeing the calling as if they were going to gang up on them and have a little bit of a uh, united front on that to get them out to eventually make it a uh, two-on-two contest. It took a walk. They took a walk for a little bit. They cleared their heads. And as uh, the call or as SGC and SST were exchanging blows, the calling came right back and picked their spot. And I will say this, this match was entertaining as hell. There was bodies flying everywhere. There was a lot of shows of strength, a lot of great combination and tandem tag team maneuvers. But ultimately, the SGC lands the big win. And they are now officially the number one contenders to Ricky Shane Page and Akira's world tag team titles. What do you think about that? I mean, the SST and the calling feud is kind of ending at Fury Road, I would have to say. Whereas SSG and the calling really never stopped. It's been fluid from War Chamber to now when they united with Hammer in that war chamber match uh, I, I don't know if that feud's uh ending to be honest i feel well like... maybe a pin in it anyways they're pausing yeah, it yeah now. there'll be a, it's a pin in the feud definitely <clears throat> but i think the, the 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 calling the presence of the calling and the impact they're having on the rest of the roster is going to continue for some time uh especially as, as you know we talked about the debuting talent mm-hmm. they've also added cannonball aka jeff cannonball uh to the calling as well so we'll see a debut from him shortly uh it, it on this match though like you said a lot of tandem tag team stuff a lot of intense action uh exactly what i expected from all of these guys in the ring they all worked their own styles it looked great it was a fun match as i expect uh sgc always made things entertaining sst always come ready to rumble and the calling are completely unpredictable so it was a trifecta in this match and it made it a lot of fun 
Absolutely. And of course, the thing to to make everyone aware of is that if you haven't watched it, spoilers ahead, uh, SGC actually pinned the calling, which is big. So pinning the calling, sending a message to the calling to Akira and Ricky Shane Page saying, boys, don't get comfortable with those tag titles because uh, we're coming for them. And now we get an update on Dummy XO after the vicious, horrendous, brutal, disgusting behind the back attack from Becca last week. Yeah, that's right. I'm calling it exactly all those things. Becca, a coward, and had to wait till somebody's back was turned to strike, uh, putting Delmi Exo on the shelf for at least a couple weeks. She will be ready to come back. We just don't know when. So, therefore, the God Queen will probably not have her presence be known at Fury Road. She'll be missing Fury Road as Becca goes on to try to claim a number one contender spot for that featherweight title. Never uh, turn your back on an opponent. It's It's... Like the first Ninja you don't have Turtles to lean. Movie. You don't have to lean so. No, close. I want to make sure I'm clear into the microphone. The, the first Ninja Turtles movie, Master Tetsu teaches that kid, you know, never lower your eyes to to an opponent. Like it, it, it's the same principle. That is completely Delmi's fault. Becca was merely capitalizing on an opportunity, as you know, an international pop star would do. Hmm. So you're comparing her to, I guess, her philosophies in life to a movie about fictional mutant turtles. Listen, there's a lot of lessons to be learned from the first Ninja Turtles. There movie. absolutely is. And we also, we learned very quickly in the second one that Master Shredder is supposed to be dead. Tetsu now leads. And you, you know doesn't what, really lead. You know what just tripped me out, though? Like, it was a kid's movie. Hmm. But, like, right at the end, Shredder falls on the garbage compactor and Casey Jones just like, oops. And, like, we all were like, yeah. But, like, really, we just watched a murder and a kid's movie and nobody was really concerned about it whatsoever. That always struck me a little odd. But I digress. <laughs> yes, that's, let's digress. All right. So there's been a lot of speculation over the graphics that MLW has been showing the last couple of weeks of a satellite in the sky revolving around the earth and big things coming. And finally, the wait is over and we get the big announcement. And the big announcement is MLW and New Japan will be working together. Now, last week, if you mentioned both of us, I couldn't remember his name and neither of us clued into the time circuits from the DeLorean but meaning Kushida, as yeah. we were right, Kushida, and I'm sitting there last week. Two dumbasses, right? Yeah, absolutely idiots. Uh, Kushida is officially coming to MLW, and he'll be facing Tony Deppet at Fury Road. So that's another great match to an already great card that is happening, and I could not be more excited. Yeah, they're, uh, they're really stepping it up. This this second one, I'm, I'm stoked for it. Uh, we're going to be tuning in on Fight, the Fight Network. Fight TV. Fight TV, excuse Fight TV. me. We're going to be tuning in on Fight TV. Should be a fantastic And show. much like we did with Never Say Never, we will be doing our review only minutes after the show. You'll get it. Well, you won't get it minutes after we're going to record it. Then I got to upload it. So like an hour, hour and 15 minutes after the show, give or take, depending how long we ramble on. All right, next match on the card after all these great announcements and the Delmi XO update. Uh, it's a scramble match. You got Willie versus O'Shea versus Ken Broadway versus Love Dog. And versing the debuting Nolo Catano. That's right, Nolo Catano. Uh, he is debuting in MLW, and he had a great look. Came out samurai ready, took off like the half. Oh, the ghetto samurai. The ghetto samurai, Nolo yeah. Catano, yeah. Uh, took off the half like samurai mask, if you will, and uh, pulled out the katana, and he was ready for war. And this match was exactly what you expected and more. It was a scramble, hence the title. And these guys were all over the place. Spots were fantastic. Willie Mack, man, every time I see this guy right now, momentum is squarely in his favor. 
and he is just lightning quick with those shots. He got a couple open palm fist shots on O'Shea that sent O'Shea staggering. Didn't drop him, but sent him staggering. But Willie Mack's striking ability, I mean, maybe I never noticed it before because he was kind of lost in the shuffle. He's got lightning hands, man. He does, but he was kind of lost in the shuffle at impact where here he's getting more of a predominant TV spot and we're seeing him on more of a regular basis. So we're actually being able to appreciate his arsenal a little bit more. I'm not saying that impact stifled him in any way. They just kind of left him in that mid card area. And we only ever saw him really mix it up in tag team spots. So, or like scramble matches like this, where he wasn't really a factor, but now he's getting these opportunities and lo and behold, Willie gets the win with an amazing frog splash on Nolo. And it was an incredible match. And I enjoyed it. We got to see, uh, Jesus Christ, how long did O'Shea have Katano up? Or Ken Broadway up, I should say. He had him up for a while. And Ken Broadway 15 to 20 seconds. Ken Broadway's a bit of a thick boy. Like, he's not a a cruiserweight. I mean, O'Shea had him up there. There was a few uh, feats of strength we saw in this match from from these gentlemen. And a special shout-out to Love Doug, because I am not a big Kiss fan at all. But there's one song that's an absolute banger, and it's Love Gun. And the fact that he comes out to... A variation of love gun i popped for that uh it was great absolutely it was music to my ears plus the fact that the person who was singing it had talent not like another apparent international pop star that will remain nameless she has more talent in her pinky finger than you possess in all of this i don't think that's a fair assessment i really i, I feel like that's a little hurtful i mean i'm gonna take it but at the simple fact i've never claimed to be a singer i know my lane and i stay in it what i am is an analyst and I do that job very well. And I'm also a great commentator and have a great radio voice. Do I have a face for radio? Absolutely. And I know this. So don't talk to me about not having talent, my friend, because I have it all Is this in space. Be another ass cream situation? Yeah, let's not get into that, all right, fucker? All right, anyways, this was a great match, like I said. What is your thoughts? Uh, we talked about, again, I mentioned O'Shea and the power, the feats of strength, and Willie and those lightning reflexes. But all in all, what did you enjoy about this match? uh well mainly just the fact that it was uh, a lot of non-stop action all these guys were going at it yeah everybody got their their spots in uh we had a couple of debuts uh you know everybody was involved from Bumaye fight club uh, well not everybody from Bumaye. i'm saying there was a lot of different people involved here uh really enjoyable match i i love seeing stuff like this if you're gonna do a five-way scramble that's a good way to do it. Correct me if I'm wrong. Was this not Love Doug's in-ring debut? Yes, yes, it was. That's it what was I'm saying. We had, debut. we had Ghetto Samurai. We had Love Doug. Uh, it was pretty badass. Yeah, because he's he's really much been following around Becca, like a starstruck stalker for well, the last couple of weeks. He recognizes talent. Talent recognizes talent. You see? Right. See how it works. And yet, I chose you as my co-host. So what so does what that do tell you? you? That says you have no talent. Moving on. <laughs> yeah all right oh speaking of boom I, guys i just dropped another conversation with alex kane this one's special though this one is really special because it was in person it was not over zoom it was not over skype it was not over any of those you know devices that we use to communicate internationally no no this was in person live at destiny wrestling this past event last weekend and him and i had a great conversation and it's up now on the straight talk youtube page so shameless plug there check it all out and there'll be a big announcement about straight talk coming at the end of this podcast which i cannot be more than excited to announce but moving on uh we get the main event which is akira and fed akira walks out with his goons and his table full of weapons uh the ominous table of weapons as joe Dombrowski so elegantly put it uh what was the other thing he said that was really cool it was almost like he was rhyming it's like something the 
the falling the the falling for oh. the calling or whatever oh uh the darkness is fall or the calling when darkness is falling yeah when darkness is falling yeah it was falling dark but it was awesome and it was well it was well it was very uh cadence of him it was very rhymey and uh he did good like he could joe dombrowski could release a mixtape album it would just be literally one line and that was it yeah it wouldn't there wouldn't be a whole i shouldn't say mixtape maybe like a mixed single if you will that would be joe dombrowski's claim to hip-hop fame but Akira, he got some promo on Jacob and two in the middle of the ring. No fucks given by Akira, man. I think he went a little hard on this one. Not in a bad way, just fantastic. Basically saying that he's got scars all over his body because he's had to scratch and claw for everything he has in pro wrestling. Where Jacob and two has had everything handed to him based on who he is and who he was meant to be. Obviously talking about Samoan lineage. And at that point, Fatou's heard enough. Uh, but I'll give Akira credit. No fucks given for calling out Fatou saying, let's just get this started. Fatu comes out and says uh, he's about to, you know, make Akira his bitch. He's going to break his bitch ass, quote-unquote, was the saying. And right before Fatu could even get in the ring, this was kind of surprising. But security coming out to stop Fatu from getting into a confrontation with Akira when they're supposed to have a confrontation. It's a little weird. It it was a little off timing for me personally. Uh, But Fatu fighting them off and Akira picked a spot jumping from the top rope to the outside with a chair on his knees, which was pretty cool. He almost held it like he was tobogganing right across his knees and got Jacob square in the forehead. They did eventually get into the ring where this was never supposed to be a match. This was never going to be a one-on-one brawl. Uh, Jacob did get a near fall, but then the calling, the gas mask goons arrived and it was pretty much Fatu fighting them off until Ricky Shane Page showed up as Fatu was standing tall in the uh, entrance aisleway, Ricky Shane Page running from behind, very much mimicking Becca in a lot of ways, and slamming a barbed wire baseball bat into the back of Jacob Fatu, laying him out to the point where he was laid out even as the cameras went off, causing a lot of concern amongst the fans in the arena that night as to what condition Jacob Fatu will be in as he prepares for that weapons of mass destruction match. But the calling standing tall, Ricky standing tall, and they walk out as for two. He didn't move much after he got hit with that baseball bat. I mean, how can you? No. How and, can you? And as tough as Jacob Fatu is, I mean, in a situation where you're talking about a hardcore or a weapons of mass destruction match, mm-hmm. I really got to give the edge to uh, a Ricky Shane Page or an Akira because these guys, again, not to take anything away from Jacob Fatu, he's thrown down plenty of times. But in these specific type of match situations, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I think that Akira and Ricky Chain Page have more experience and that could work to their advantage, not to mention the numbers game. So uh, Akira, yeah, no fucks given, but also it, it's easy to give no fucks when you've got the calling backing you up and you know that. Uh, it'll be interesting to see if the Samoan SWAT team and, and Jacob Fatu have actually bitten off more than they can chew here. Hmm. It, it, it's interesting that you say that. That is a, that is a valid point. But I will counteract that point with this one point. I did say it earlier on in the episode. Fatu is the most experienced man in this Weapons of Mass Destruction match, considering he was in the first Weapons of Mass Destruction match, where he took on Mads Kruger, and he won that match. Now, granted, it's a different opponent, different ballpark, different Weapons of Mass Destruction will probably be in play. But I do think that Fatu knows how to act in this type of environment. I wouldn't sell him short, but you're right. The number gaze will come up. But now, considering that the SST is not in contention for those tag titles, the SST is available for Fury Road to be back up if needed. Lance came back from that, you know, assault that he suffered a few weeks back. He was in great shape tonight, great form. He looked great. 
that super kick on Delirious we never even mentioned earlier in the match. He got him square in the jaw. A lot of the kicks look good. Too. A lot of the kicks. Lot of Everything kicks was solid. They, they looked good. And I mean, Juicy. Juicy's a guy that if you bring him out to be your backup, it's going to take three of those gas mask goons just to try to take him on. Oh. So right there, that is all of the backup from the calling on just one member of SST. So that that's going to play into effect too. I, I, I would say, I would think. It, it could go either way. It could. It absolutely could. That's it for this one, guys. It was short, sweet, simple. To the point. Oh, wait. Hold on. I forgot the major announcement. Straight Talk Wrestling will be joining the SNME family, and I could not be more than happier. Uh, Sunday night's main event uh, have graciously uh, allowed, and I will say that, allowed Straight Talk to have a platform to get a little bit more exposure on their amazing network, and I couldn't be more than happier. So you're going to get to hear all Straight Talk excuse me, interviews and everything going forward on SNME. You'll still get it on the YouTube page and all that kind of stuff. Uh, it'll premiere here first always, but the audio exclusives will be only on SNME. I will be posting it on the Straight Talk stuff later on in the week, but SNME will get the first crack at the audio stuff, and I could be more excited. Uh, uh, Randy has been fantastic, and uh, we've talked a lot about it. It's gone back and forth in a ton of positive ways, and I couldn't be more than excited to bring Straight Talk over to SNME. Uh, to get that exposure that Straight Talk definitely does need and deserve, but also to be joining a great list of podcasters. I mean, you can hear Uncle Bobby B not only on the Rewind, but on a whole bunch of other great podcasts that he's on. Uh, Randy also does a great show. Uh, Boris does the main show. There's a lot of great podcasts. Uh, I mean, Notorious and Tid and Donnie DeSilva, the Godfathers of Podcasting are on there as well. These guys are like the staples of we, the first people to do like internet-based radio stuff. So yep. it's a it's an incredible platform, and I am just honored to be a member and sharing uh, some of the great, uh, sharing some space with some of these amazing podcasters. Oh, thank you. I appreciate that. I was uh, talking about everybody, everybody else. Yeah, and you. and you know what? SNME has got coverage on just about every promotion. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. We are international. There is, uh, we've got Lyric Swinton. In Philadelphia, we've got Steve Swift up in uh, the UK and in, in Manchester. Poor guy. Uh, you know, we we we're covering everything from New Japan. It's a lot of fun. We've got a Facebook page. You'll be seeing George posting straight talk straight talk stuff on there too. Come and check out the network. It's uh, been going for a number of years now, and I'm sure I speak for everybody when I say we're happy to have Straight Talk join the family too. No, I appreciate that. I do appreciate it. So, guys, that's my big announcement. I mean, it doesn't definitely doesn't shine a light any brighter on MLW's announcement, which was freaking crazy because we're going to see the time splitter himself, Kushida, in an MLW ring, which will be fantastic. I mean, that match alone is worth the price of Fury Road. Tony oh, yeah. Deppin and Kushida to an already stacked card. I mean, you got Macadona, Cardona, sorry, making his debut at MLW. Uh, or is it his return? Because wasn't he in MLW the first time around? I think he might have been. No, I think no, no, he was still he was still internet guy back then. I think. Yeah, yeah. So uh, he'll be making his MLW debut. Saint Laurent will be unveiling his new show or segment, if you will. Uh, Joe and Matt always doing the greatest play-by-play -play tandem that's out there right now, and I'll put my stamp on that. Those two have so much chemistry; it's ridiculous. And uh, yeah, uh, honestly and truly, Fury Road is building up to be even more epic. The Never Say Never was. And don't forget the main event, the title fight. Alex Kane putting his heavyweight strap on the line against Willie Mack. And Willie Mack says it's going to be the Summer of Mack. Uh, it's kind of an oxymoron in a sense because September 3rd, summer's technically over. So it's getting there. Yeah, it's like 30 days left. So I guess there'll be like two weeks left. So it could be the Summer of Mack when it's all said and done. I, it, it's possible. But I mean, 
this this event is shaping up to be uh incredible just, no. oh, you got ito versus becca got cardona versus mance you've got the weapons of mass destruction match that we've talked about you've got the main event match and now you've got Deppin and Kushida. and they haven't even added a middleweight title fight yet which they possibly could and they haven't even added a tag team title fight i mean we know who the number one contenders are we just don't know if we're going to see that match at fury road and uh shout out to you know we were we were streaming the uh screener onto george's tv in the living room and subtitles were on and it's those auto subtitles and my god guys if you've never watched mlw with subtitles on like the ai subtitles i guess you call them you you have to because watching it try to figure out fatu is just the funniest shit it was calling him thought two fox two uh it called him fuck two at one point like we were yes just, it did it did say that it just had a variety we were in tears it, it actually just, if you watch ours with subtitles when we do say fuck two fuck two does come up oh is that right it amazing. does when you watch it on youtube it amazing it i'm so happy that. to be a part of that <laughs> the legacy of fuck two all right guys that's that, that's it for this one i don't know there's no other way to end this episode than that we are so honored to be part of the legacy that is the ai auto-generated subtitles of jacob fatu's name and from rob and me Fuck two, everybody. Fuck two, baby. <laughs> Peace, love, and wrestling. We'll see you next week. <laughs>